Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here's the talk of the town. Take you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. That's right, that's right. Your man, Nick Eden, is back. Back on another episode of Talk of Town with Nick Eden, presented by the Little Man. It's good to see everybody that's tuned in online and everybody that's uh, calling in on the phone. I'm glad to see you back this week. Uh, I miss you guys the last couple of weeks. Just got back from South Dakota. I was only black person there. <laughs> uh, I'm riding solo today. Man, Al, he's uh, not going to be able to make it in with us today. But it's all good, and, and uh, KG will be in in just a little bit. But uh, so, so the first few minutes, you may hear my voice, but it's all good. It's all good. You've been hearing the guys for the last couple of weeks. i give you a break right now. I hope everybody's doing well out there, out there in the millman land. Um, I know the sales, they, uh, hmm. I don't know, looking a little ugly this week on the sales front. But might be looking a little better next week. Um, this week in the sales, Rick Ross comes in at number two with his new album, God Forgives, I Don't. I don't know how I feel about that title, y'all. I just, I don't know, something about that title just doesn't fit too well with me. But uh, he came in at number two this week with uh, 55,000 sold. That's a 74% drop from uh, his debut. And I, I got to look up the numbers on his debut, honestly. You know, I've been out of the loop for the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been able to look at any of the numbers. Um El Varner, R&B singer El Varner, she has a, a top five showing on the uh, on the Billboard charts this week. Her debut album, Perfectly Imperfect, uh, comes in with 31,000 sold. That's led by the single Only Want to Give It to You featuring J. Cole and, of course, the ladies' new anthem, Refill. Uh, so big shout-out to El Varner. I got a chance to listen to the album yesterday. It's actually really, really, really good. So uh, big ups to El Varner. And, you know, keep doing your thing, Mama. We are supporting you out here. Uh, Justin Bieber comes in at number six. I know you're like, why does he mention Justin Bieber every week? I'm sorry, guys. It's just, you know, 
It, it has more of an R&B twist to it, and it's a Def Jam album. I had to give him a little, give him a little shine. But he comes in number six with his album Believe with thirty thousand. Um, rounding out the top ten on urban releases, you got Adele comes in at number eight with her album Twenty One. Um, with about 26,000 sold. Now, even though Adele is not selling nearly as much as she was, she's still in the top ten. That that, that goes to the testament to how good the album is, and she's been out there doing her thing. Uh, this week, we have a very interesting show for you guys. Very, very interesting show. And it's called How to Maximize Your Dollar as an Independent Artist. Uh, before we get into that topic, though, we're going to get into this news just a little bit. Uh, rapper 2 Chains. 2 Chains is going to have a pretty good week. Next week, he's going to give uh, Death Jam another number one debut. He's going to come in between 130 and 140000 for his album, based on a true story. Uh, so big shout-out to 2 Chains, man. He, he got up there. He was grinding the, the old way, uh, I guess you could say, you know, getting out there doing shows and everything. So big shout-out to 2 Chains, uh, fellow uh, former Alabama State student. Kitty boy, what's going on with you? Um, Big shout-out to everybody we got on the line, man. I know we got my man, Phil Five, out there. Uh, I know we got a couple other folks on the line, man. And if you want to get in on this conversation at any time during the discussion today, give us a call at 718-508-9972. Now, on the news front, it looks like Chris Brown and Drake are being sued right now. Um, basically, uh, what happened was, you guys remember about a month ago, uh, their entourages got into a fight uh, at a New York club, and a uh, some people got hurt, some glasses got broken, bottles thrown, and Chris Brown had a chunk taken out of his jaw. Well, they're being sued right now for $16 million in damages resulting from the fight. Uh, did, did the club really worth $16 million? How much damage can you do in a club to wear $16 million? I'm just saying. Anyway, um, they're basically saying that the, the Chris Brown and Drake shared a grudge against each other arising out of their romantic relationships with the same woman. And when they crossed paths, they began to fight violently with each other. Now, I will say that in the police report, it is stated that neither Chris Brown or Drake were physically involved in the brawl, even though Chris Brown did get that chunk taken out of his uh, taken out of his chin. Um, up, I think my man just got in the building. KG, what's going on with you? What's happening, man? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Talking about this um, this little lawsuit we got. Cat uh, Chris fight. Brown and Drake, yeah, over that cat fight that was that was going on, and uh, I, I see, and I, I already tell Charlie wants to get in on this real quick. We're gonna let Charlie get in on this real quick uh, before we get into the topic. Okay, Charlie, what's going on with you, man? What's going on, Nick? What's going on, KG? What's happening? We can't call. Man, I got a quiet oh. house, so I'm uh, here to talk. Oh, stop, What's going on? I think you got a very good subject, saving money. Um, yeah. Artists don't understand the uh, economics of the rap game or the music business. Uh, artists fail to understand that uh, when you get your advance check, you owe taxes on it. Um, the best thing to do with your advance check is to put it in the bank and go find a reputable uh accountant uh, and then sit down with that accountant and tell that accountant exactly where you want to be financially in five years, in ten years, in twenty years and let that accountant help you map out a budget for yourself and you are to live on that budget. 
uh, well, it's difficult. Sounds, I mean, like, right. That sounds way too I, much I mean, right. Because, but here's what you have to understand. Certain record companies encourage artists to spend their money. They encourage artists to go and buy a fancy chain and a big car and a fancy house. Why? Because they know that the royalty money and the tour money and the advance money is going to run out and the artist is going to have to come crawling back to the record company for more money, which, of course, the record company, depending on how well the artist sells, will be happy to advance them if they're selling well. And if not, they kick them to the curb and they're in debt, including in debt to the record company at 40% interest. That is true. Now, Charlie, I want you to hold that thought for a second. What we're going to do is we're going to go into our first song of the day, our first break, and then when we get back, we're going to go right into this topic. This is something I need. All of you independent artists out there, you need to just go ahead and take out your pad and your pencil or pen or, or your, your tablet or whatever you're going to do, and I need you to take some notes on this show, okay? We're trying to make sure that you guys, independent and major, are maximizing your dollar, all right? I right. 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 Hey, matter of fact, that man, make sure y'all call and tell a friend to come on, tune in. I know y'all know other artists. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Now, we're going to get into our uh, first song today, which is by one of our uh, frequent listeners and, and, and contributors. Um, we played this record before, and we all love it over here. This is our man, Self Five, with Ordinary Growing Pain. You're listening to The Middleman Present Talk of the Town with Nikki. Place to be. 
and it was so crazy how it played out when I used to grab the lunch place and then I bounced out before I had to pay for it. Pay for yeah, it. I used to wear that big coat and sneak about the line with a couple extra cokes. Doing dirty, dumb shit for no apparent reason. Maybe that's why I couldn't go nowhere on weekends. But times back in the day was so cool. I remember playing b-ball before school. I love reminiscing on the old days. Speaking on the chronicles of ordinary growing pain. And beauty is her name. Man, he, I love mm-hmm. her. I'm telling you, man, he did his thing on that, man. I, it's not just because I think I got a shout out on the hook. I'm not sure. But, you know, I, I, I got to say, man, I, I really, I'm feeling that record. I'm really feeling that record. That's some real hip-hop right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of compliments the first time we played it. Oh, yeah. And you'll be hearing it again. Now. Yeah, you'll definitely be hearing it again. You'll be hearing a lot more from Felt 5 coming up. Um... So, man, tonight, I'm really going to enjoy this topic tonight, especially the first segment of it, because we have some experts in this field on this first subject. Okay, maximizing your dollar. Tonight on Talk of the Town with Nick Eden, we will discuss maximizing your dollar as an independent artist. Now, in today's time, artists more than ever have to cut costs where they can. In the generation of the do-it-yourself artists, there isn't a huge recording and marketing budget at the 90s of the had, you know, not for independent or for majors, really. And what we're going to do is we're going to go over the many areas where artists can downsize on their overhead without downsizing the quality of their product. Now, the first area I want to get into is, I mean, is, is where it starts, man, the song. we got to get into the recording side of this. Now, in the recording side of music, you know, traditionally they'll tell you that you need to go to this large professional studio, and I'm not knocking any of the professional studios out there at all, not knocking what you're doing. I think they're very much so needed, very much so needed. There are some other options, though. You know, if you don't have, and I tell people this all the time, if you don't have the large budget to go out there and and spend your money at a $100 an hour studio, then you don't need to go to a $100 an hour studio. You may need to go to a $40 an hour studio or a $20 an hour studio. Or, hell, you might just need to hire yourself an engineer that has a good setup at the house. It just depends. Because at the end of the day, I've heard people go to these large studios in Atlanta, like, you know, Patchwork and, and, and all these other joints, and and it still sounds like crap. Mm-hmm. So, one, if the song sounds like crap, it's not going to matter where you go to record it. Two, if you're recording, the actual recording side of it, how it's mic'd, how, how you deliver that sounds like crap. There's only so much that the mixer can do. And three, if the mixer, if the person mixing your record is not doing a good job, it'll still sound like crap. So I've heard records that were mixed, that were recorded, mixed, and mastered at the house that sound better than ones that were done in a 250-hour studio. No. So that's the first area you want to go. You want to get in on this part of the conversation? And I know actually we have 
uh, we have an engineer, a professional engineer, on the line right now who not only engineers at a professional studio, he also has a setup at his house. I need him to go ahead and hit that one. That number one, self five, I know you're out there. I need you to hit that number one for me. Or I'm just going to bring you in. It's your choice. Don't be cussing nobody out when I bring you in. There you go. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, all right. Yeah, what's good? <laughs> Bring yourself five. What's good with you, man? Oh, man, what's good, man? What's good with you? Oh, we can't call it, man. Up here, up here bumping that uh, Ordinary Growing Pains. Loving that record. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Appreciate oh, it very good, much, man. man. I was driving when you uh, when you when you called me out there, man, so uh, sorry yeah, about the delay. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay. illegal to be talking on the phone in Alabama and driving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh, bless, bless their hearts. Well, this is a subject that I know that both, actually, both you and Kevin are are pretty well versed on. This whole recording in a studio versus recording at home, building yourself a home setup, trying to find these ways for the independent artists to maximize their dollar. Can you speak on the differences between the two? Because I know that you both act too. You work in a professional studio as an engineer, mixology studios in Montgomery, Alabama. Y'all go see it. And you also have your own setup. Will you give us the the, the, the pros and cons of each? Okay, basically, the main thing about uh, taking your taking your song to a, a major studio, uh, if each each mixing environment is different. Uh, different rooms have different spacing, mm-hmm. different different sounds and acoustics, acoustic levels. Um, you definitely want to go to somewhere where the engineer is familiar with the sound. Like, um, as far as my home setup, I'm able to, um, I, I know how my room sounds and I know how my monitors are and I know the transparency. So I'm able to adequately uh, mix a song and have it pretty, pretty good where it's pretty transparent. If you take it to a club, or if you're taking it to the car, you know, I use my, you know, you have to um, have different source, uh, different sources to be able to listen mm-hmm. to it, to get mixes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and you said the pros and cons. Is that, is that what you asked? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the, that yeah, the pros and cons. If you take the, what I'm looking at is I'm looking for your average, you know, independent artist. That says, you know what, I don't have a big budget for the recording, mixing, and mastering part of this album. So what do I need to do? Do I need to go to this home setup? Do I need to try to get some software myself and do it myself? Or do I need to go to this big studio? That's, that's what we're trying to reach today. Okay. I think we lost him. Did we lose him? I think we lost him. Yeah. I, I think we lost him. No, he's he there. Hello? But yeah, we're here. Okay, sorry, I'm in the country. Um, but um, number one, the engineer is really supposed to be familiar with the sound um, of of that room. They have all these different monitors, so your 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 sound sonically is going to be the best there. Uh, you, well, well, you know, um, you could do a home. I mean, if you if you have an engineer that really knows what they're doing at home, you could really get by with that. But the thing is. You definitely want to spend money on mastering oh, because yes. mastering uh-huh. will uh, will give you the uh, the level, the, the you know the fullness of the sound. Yeah. Sonically, it'll make it sound best that it can. Now, um, at the studio that I work at, we do digital mastering, which is 
you know, a lot different than analog mastering um, in the fact that with analog mastering, you have an external processor mm-hmm. that actually runs sounds through. And, um, you know, it'll be, it'll, it'll definitely have a different quality, a warmer sound. But digital mastering, you know, for, for certain songs will do the trick as well. Um, I would, if, if it was me and I had a very small budget, I would go to a home studio and try to, um, and, and try to get an engineer that actually knows what they're doing, not just some dude who, you know, just got Pro Tools last week. Um, and I, because I mean, because a lot of people out there the last week, oh man, I engineer. Okay, so, you know, you'll spend a lot of time trying to even place songs and trying to do special effects on songs because they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, you know, so you definitely need to go with somebody who knows what they're doing and then take it to a professional studio, uh, like say, like either to get it digitally mastered or, you know, I would prefer analog mastering, like say a patchwork or Rodney Mills. Very good. I agree and with I, you on that, Phil. I agree with yeah. you too. Totally. I was just about to say, KG, I was like, we need to get your expertise on this too. And I will, I will definitely say, uh, both uh, Phil and I have worked with Rodney Mills, uh, Master before. Hey, he is a, a, a veteran in this business, and he has mixed and mastered a lot of your favorite records. I'm telling you right now. So that that I'm glad that you mentioned him. KG, you got yep. anything you want to add to that? I mean, felt really just broke it down all the way, man. The only thing I would add on to it, if you are in a situation, if you're an independent artist and you do have that friend that do get that Pro Tools, take the time to learn the terminology. You have to learn exactly what you're doing. And don't expect your sound to sound like everything that's out there right off. But, you know, you can use as a use it as a reference, you know, because, I mean, right. you, can t- you can train your ear to learn. And that's one thing a lot of people don't do. They don't train their ear for that particular sound that they're looking for. They expect everything to come off the top like that. It doesn't work like that. And it does take time. And you do have to read up on some books. And it's going to take late nights to get efficient enough to make that product come out the way you want it to come out. I'll give you you three examples. I can give you three examples right now of records that when they first came out, the mix on them was horrible. But they were undeniable hits. And as it gained steam, they went back and they had it remixed and mastered. And that was Rick Ross Hustling, Franchise Boys White Key, and Soldier Boy Crank That. Yep. The initial mixes of those songs were horrible. Man, that's no still sound bad for Soldier Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Get good monitors, man. All over the place. Good monitor. Yeah, and if oh, you don't yeah. know, I guess my biggest thing is, guys, if you don't know, ask someone who's in that field. That's one of the reasons that, one thing I'll stand by, I say this all the time. Once a week, go out for lunch with somebody that's in your field or a field that is related to yours. You'll learn so much just by sitting there and picking their brain. If you don't know, just ask someone. Man, uh, Nick, a, a couple of years ago, they used to have classes at, like, a guitar center. And uh, if anybody out there old school remember Mars Music, you know, they used to have classes on weekends. You can go sit in and, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, some of these schools you can go take, like, of course, you're going to pay a little bit. But, you know, you don't have to yeah. go to the large schools out in Orlando and out there in Texas. But 
you know, you can go to some of these schools and take courses a little bit at a time. And sometimes some of these engineers will let you uh, uh, intern in there to just learn. And also YouTube. YouTube, there are a lot of lessons on YouTube. Uh, Guitar Center does still do those classes. Uh, They do them for GarageBand. Um, Every Saturday around 10 o'clock, just check with your local Guitar Center. They do uh, free classes for uh, recording in GarageBand. So you you might want to look into that. I've heard some great things come out of Garage Man. Every great mix that I've heard hasn't always come from Post Tools. I can tell you that right now. I've heard some stuff come out of Cubase and Pool Edit that will blow your mind. Yep. It's not about uh-huh. the digital audio workstation. It's more about who, if you know what you're doing with whatever you got. That's very true. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, learn, like, like Phil did say something very important. You need to learn your equipment. That's one of the major things, right? A lot of people don't take the time. To learn. I'm talking to the independents that don't have the bread to go out there, and you may scrap up on some little money to get a, a nice little uh, a, a package that, you know, some of these companies like a Musician Friends or some of these, you know, they offer great packages. But, you know, don't, 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 don't worry about, you know what I'm saying, trying to be that top guy off the top. You know what I'm saying? Learn your craft first, as we always scratch. Right. Well, right. if you're going to do that, I'll say this much, just to, just to kind of piggyback off of that. If you're gonna do that, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say don't go to Musicians Friends. They actually offer a mini recording bundle that comes with the uh, inbox. The it comes with inbox two Pro Tools, set of monitors, a mic, and a, um, and I, and I forgot what else. But it's like four little, or um, the mixing board. Yeah, it's like four or five hundred bucks for that little for that for that. Man, they make, man, they making it very affordable. You know, um, a couple of years ago, man, we had a conference in Columbus, man, you know, with the uh, magazine. But, you know, one of the biggest things, like uh, one of our good friends, Orlando um, Abrams, you know what I'm saying, he called in, I mean, well, he was on the panel, actually. Like, he made a statement that, hey, not only do the big boys have the equipment, us little guys have it. Because, like you said earlier, Nick, sometimes, if you know what you're doing, you can get a big sound out of a small studio. Yeah, that's very true. Or even if you can't get it personally, if you get that set up and you go to, you know, if you live in an area that has a school that has a program like that, you know, go talk to one of the engineering students. Be like, look, I have a set up. I just don't know what I'm doing. You know, if you come, in, if you come to, to my home set up and, you know, record me and, and you can do as much as you need to do. You need to do any projects on there. You know, offer some type of bartering system to where it will be just as beneficial to that engineer as it would be to you. At this mm-hmm. point, if you live in an area that has a college in it, I'll guarantee you that six out of ten times they have some type of recording technology program there. If not in their music department, check in their communications department. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, so um, you, majority you major know. universities are going that going that route now. But you know, like like you know, like the, the the theme of this show is to maximize your money. You know, you may not have that bread to go to that college, but like Nick said, you can get the opportunity to learn the learn your craft through different schools or whatever the case may be as far as talking to those engineers or those instructors. A lot of those instructors are engineers in your local area anyway. Yep. That's very true. Now, going into our second part of this, you got the recording done. You got somebody to give you a decent mix. You got a master on it. And now you got to get the record out there. So now we're talking about duplication and distribution. And we've talked about distribution before on our digital distribution series, but I want to concentrate more on the physical distribution. Now, the 
don't get it twisted. There are a lot of websites that will put out, you know, info saying that physical distribution is dead. You know, nobody's buying physical CDs anymore. As a as a performing and touring artist, I can tell you right now that is That's not, not true. true. That is not true at all. That that is not true. That is not true at all. Now, uh, actually, what the funny thing about it was about maybe like. Two months ago, CD Baby put out some stats, and they were basically saying how, you know, physical distribution was about 11% of the marketplace. And the funny thing is, it was just this among what CD Baby had, which was funny to me because this makers own CD Baby, so the fact that they would essentially cut out a part of the bread and butter of what they do, that's amazing to me. Not really good business, Tony. But... Physical distribution. Everybody can't afford to spend eleven hundred dollars on a thousand CDs. We, I, I'm pretty sure everybody on this line, everybody that's listening in online, I'm pretty sure we all have a disc makers or an Oasis catalog in our house somewhere. And they're going <laughs> to give you these. They're going to give you these great deals. They're going to tell you that you know you're basically paying a dollar per CD, and that sounds great. It sounds wonderful. The problem is. Everybody doesn't have that thousand dollars to dish out on. People got work. People got bills. They got kids. They got debt, and they just don't have the thousand dollars to dish out on it. There's a difference between CD replication and CD duplication. Let me uh-huh. give you. Let me give you an example of what I mean. You ever see the CDs, and you look on the back, and the back of the CD is a little blue or teal. Looks like a CDR. It's basically a CDR that you went and bought, and you know you burn it. That's what you would call CD duplication. Replication is where they actually make a replica of a master, and that's your professional grade CD that comes with a professional grade paper, and 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 it's been through the the, the nice pressing plant. You probably can't get you really can't get less than three hundred of those done. Anything less than three hundred copies, you're talking about duplication. Now, if you're that person that, that's like, look, I don't have a thousand dollars. I maybe have fifty bucks here. I maybe have a hundred bucks here, a couple of hundred bucks here for this gig. That's fine. There are plenty, plenty of places that will duplicate your CDs for a lower price. It's a lower quality, and yes, it'll be the CDR, but you still have that physical product out there. It's one that I love, I, I love it, and I will swear by it is AudioLife.com. This is perfect. The reason that this is perfect is anyone who goes to your website, you can actually put up a web store on your website. And anyone who goes to your website, they can order a physical copy of your CD, and it will be printed on demand and shipped out to them. Let me say that again. They can order the CD off of your website, the physical copy, and it will be printed on demand and sent out to them. Now, you haven't paid any upfront. You, what you do is you pay a little sum on the back end. You haven't paid any upfront manufacturing fees or storing fees, because I'm going to tell you right now, anybody that knows anything about storing all these fees will tell you it can be bothersome. I guarantee you. There's nothing worse than you paid that $1,000 and you got a 1,000 CDs at the house and your album only sold 20 copies. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody like that right now. He probably listening. Oh, yeah. Five hundred copies in the closet right now. I'm not gonna say any names, and I think Felt knows who I'm talking about. It was a group I used to manage. I tried to tell them about all those copies. They went and bought every last one of them, and them is that CD came out in 2002, and they still got copies, multiple copies, 
at the house. But, you know, I, I want to say this, Nick, and, let you know, more so what you said earlier about the digital um, aspect of the game opposed to the physical. I mean, is you know, we talked to uh, Jay Dahl from Selecto Hit Records a couple of shows back, and, you know, he said they're even trying to go more on the digital side. So, I mean, it, you know, is it is it easier or more economically safe for artists to go that direction digital and, and opposed to trying to get a massive copies of, of, uh, of physical copies? I will say this. It depends on the level that you are on. It, and, and this comes in with being very realistic. I say one thing I've said for years, anybody who knows me know I say this, the hardest thing to do is to take a look, long look at yourself. That's the hardest thing that, that, that a person can do, take a long look at themselves. Now, that being said, you need to realize at what level you are as an artist. If you're an artist and you know that you've never sold more than 1,000 CDs, you don't necessarily need to get 1,000 CDs printed. You may need to get just 300. You may need to get just 100, but I will tell you this much. As a touring and performing artist, no matter what the genre, if you do not have physical copies of your CD, you are shooting yourself in the foot. If you don't have physical copies available, and I will say at the request, at the request of, of, of digital retail, I mean not digital retail, physical retailers, and there are still some mom and pops out there. As a matter of fact, if you go to um, if you go to soultrain.com, as a matter of fact, if you go to the Middleman page on Facebook, I'm about to post a link. I have something called Independence Day, and it's the top ten mom and pop retailers in the country. These retailers they cater to the independents because they know the majors have left them. So they know the majors are only concentrating on the Walmart and the Targets of the world and the Best Buys, and all those stores don't always cater to independents. But those mom and pops, they still cater to independence. Don't get it twisted. People are still going out and they're buying CDs. It may not be in the drones that they once were, but you can never really get away from physical distribution. I'll say this much. Until you have sold probably about 500 full albums, I, I will go this route, and I think this is the model that 101 Distribution does. Mm-hmm. Sell 500 full album downloads first. And then see about getting your CD in store. Now, I'm not saying don't have physical CDs because you never know when you're going to have those impulse buyers when you go and do a show. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen I've seen subpar vocalists do a great show mm-hmm. and sell at least $100 worth of CDs. Now, that's 10 CDs, and that might not seem like much, but that's 100 extra dollars in your pocket that you did not have before you got to that venue. So you never want to shoot yourself in the foot and not get physical products. You right. need to have physical products on you. What, what, what if my money ain't right? How many copies? I mean, I know you said about at least five hundred or less, but my money ain't right. I'm that I'm that guy out there that's trying to sell CD hand to hand. How much? How many CDs should I have? If I'm gonna maximize my dollar, how can I maximize my dollar with these CDs? And people if ain't buying these CDs. Dollar, I my personal advice, I would say, you get. Go to somewhere like a like a TuneCore. TuneCore does CD duplication now. TuneCore, um, Audio Life, uh, Mind's Eye. There are plenty of there there are plenty of CD duplication services out there. And I always say this much: at the very basis of it, 
Burn 10, sell 10. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Make 10, sell 10. I have a question. Let's keep going from there. Go ahead. Uh, what about tracking? Uh, as far as, you know, tracking yourselves, barcoding, and all of that, what, um, where would that fall in the wherewithal with the uh, CD duplication? It, it's very easy to get barcodes. It's easier nowadays to get barcodes than it has ever been. And I will say this much first. It doesn't matter whether you have the barcode or not. If you haven't registered your, your album with SoundScan, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell everybody else, you got to do your research and you got to be smart about it. You know, if you haven't registered with SoundScan, it, it's not going to make a difference. Um, I would say there are plenty of options out there for the DIY artists. You can, there are, CD Baby, if I'm not mistaken, they offer a credit card machine. You can have it set up at the show, and people can swipe their credit card right there. Mm-hmm. And that counts as a sale. You have download cards. You, that counts as a sale. Like, the, it can be tracked. It can very much so be tracked. There are a lot of ways to do it. Even if you want to get, even if you burn a CD, and you have the download card to go with it. It, it just, it, it, it just really kind of depends. Like, there are ways to navigate and there are a couple of guys that are up on, on places like Disc Makers and PD Baby, TuneCore. There are a lot of blogs that help you out with that. We can name out a few of them. But um, this is going to take some research. You guys have to realize that this is a business. It's a very serious business. I think we've got a caller on the line. Man, look. What's going on with you, man? What's going on, fellas? Man, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm trying to get, get some knowledge over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard one of the questions, like, about the, uh, if you ain't got your money up, what should you do? Like, my answer to that is, like, go get a job first. Build your money up. Because the thing is with that, when you putting out some stuff, it's always your your first impression is better be your best impression. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that's the bottom line. It's like, if you know you ain't got your money up really for no, no you know what I'm saying, to burn no CDs, just go get your money up. You know what I'm saying? Just, just. Plan, plan, plan that ahead. Like you know, what I'm saying you, you, you can come back months later. You know, what I'm saying you, you, your music ain't going nowhere. That's true. <laughs> hey, I know I mean, we got we got our man Dub G out there listening too. So like you know what Nook just said, presentation is one thing, and I know you also uh, do graphics also. Nook, I mean not Nook, but uh, uh, Nick. But, um, you know, I mean, that presentation is another part that a lot of people don't realize. And also, not just your presentation of your CD, yourself. You can't look bummy. Yeah, 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 definitely yourself. Seriously. Yeah, definitely yourself. If you're going to present something to anybody, make yourself look presentable. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't come at me with, you know what I'm saying, looking all crazy, you know what I'm saying, and, and expect me to believe that you got something dope. It's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna I'm I'm take the music is what I see. If you look crazy, I'm gonna take your music crazy. I'll but give you, know, you a good example of that. I'll give you a great example of that. When I was working at Clear Channel, I had a guy literally walk up, hand me a CD, and I, I think it felt you're still on the line. Phil, you remember me because I, I I called you when this happened. Cat comes and brings me a CD. Uh, he went and got the little stamper from um, from Staples, and he wrote on the CD in pencil. Right there in front of you? Right before he handed it to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's ridiculousness. I, I just, just, when people do that to me, I get in a pause motion. Just I just, like, don't say nothing. 
I put it in my eye, I look at it, just, just stare at it. And just don't say nothing. And then, then they gonna look at me like, they, then they look at me, then they look at you like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> what you give me? Well, I mean, not even just maximizing your money, more so your potential and the potential for you to network with other people. Like you said, yeah. that, that young cat came at you in the proper, and I mean, you don't have to have business cards all the time, but hey, it's nice to have them. You know what I'm saying? You should have your number and, and information and, and way of contact on every piece of anything you put out. I don't care if it's a piece of tissue. You know what I'm saying? You, you should know have how all many, that. You know what I mean? I've gotten, well, when I was with Big Cat, do you know how many CDs I got that didn't even have the phone number on it? The sad part about it, if somebody got a hot record and you don't know who they are, you don't know their name, you don't know their email address, contact, no, nothing. You just got to wait around I mean, for somebody to keep talking about it. You, got, you definitely had all the info on, like on your in, inserts, or if you put it on your CD, you know, what I'm saying you have all that on there. Yep. Yeah. It's no way to do things. I call this the Joe Dirt theory. I've talked about this before. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Joe Dirt, but what I absolutely loved about that movie was just Joe Dirt's philosophy on everything. He was like, "I need to get to this side of." Of the state Okay How much is it going to cost For me to get to this side of the state Well it's going to cost you $54 to get to this side of the state Okay Well I'm going to go work this job Until I get $54 And I'm going to come back With $54 So I can get to this side of the state And he just went from there And went And I mean It, it's, it sounds so simple in theory But I'm telling you It's so effective It's just like Nook said Go get you a job Even if, even if you got a job Go get a part time job Go work in a job but you know what, man, I think one thing I think that hurts a lot of independent artists and they don't maximize the potential that they have is the fact that they have pride. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, getting a job, man, there's been many a people, you know, that's scared to tell people they work a regular job because they're in the industry or the perception of oh, okay. being in the industry. You that's know what I'm fine. saying? I can tell you this much. I know, I know quote-unquote CEOs that got jobs. I'm not. I'm never mad at somebody that go, that goes out there and 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 gets it on a daily basis. Because I'm telling you right now, going into this business, if you don't have three at least three streams of income, you'll be in the poorhouse. Oh yeah, if you ain't making money, you surely shit. You bleed that money out. Shit. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just letting you know. And and I gotta say this from a personal note, and I'm pretty sure that that dub. Wherever he is out there in Cyberland, he will agree with me. As a graphic designer, it really upsets me. Now, one thing I will say, yes, there was a time where graphic designers were hitting you over the head, and there are still some out there that are hitting you over the head with these ridiculous prices. However, we live in the age of everybody having a laptop, and everybody who has a laptop thinks that they are a graphic designer, an engineer, uh, a CEO, and, and, and everything else under the sun. So, of course, graphic designers have had to lower their prices. But I will say this. You're not getting hit over the head like that, and there are plenty of graphic designers out there that will work with you to give you something that's very quality, very professional. I am sick. I am sick and tired. Some of the stuff that I see, some of these flyers, some, like this is the thing about it. When I see it and it looks cheap, I think your product is cheap. And when I think your product is cheap, I don't, I'm not willing to spend my money on it. Because I know for a fact that there are plenty of people out there that will work with your budget. 
Mm. Especially if I see you in the club and you just ordered. If you just if you in the club and you just ordered three shots of Hennessy, that was your that was your CD cover that you just paid for. Yeah. Then you want to hand me something that looks like some BS? I get maximizing your dollar, but you really, really, really yeah. need to maximize your priority. You know, At the end other, of the day, how do you want to look? I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead, bro. But at the end of the day, how do you really want to look to the to the consumer? You are in business for yourself. You are um, an independent business owner at this point when you when you are an, an individual artist. How do you want to present your product to the consumer um, who is going to buy your product? What makes them want to give their money to you? That's what you have product. to think about at the end of the day. Product That's first. True. The music okay. first. The yeah. music first, absolutely. Well, you know, now, I agree, but I'm going to disagree. I agree with y'all, but I'm also, hey, this, I this, disagree. This, but I think the thing image, is, image this, is first. This is, this is the thing what artists don't do when they go on, like, the, the independent mom and pop stores. I always tell them, go, go build your relationships up with, these, like, the, the mom and pop stores. But, like, you never know. Like, they could be running your music. Why, like customers coming through the store, like you, you not, you don't have to be there. See what I'm saying? Like you got that build a relationship with the mom and pop stores. When you go in there, you chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Let them know who you with. You know what I'm saying? Be presentable, like we went back saying talking about earlier. Make a good presentation. You know what I'm saying? Like normally every day, like the music, a music independent store, they they run they run that music in the store for the for the consumer to buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the purpose of and the music in stores for the consumer to buy. Like, you go in there and, and, and shop it up with whoever, you know what I'm saying, and let them check out what you got going on. I mean, you know, you, say you never know. Like, you go in there on a, sat, on a Sunday or Monday, and somebody come back in there on that Thursday, and they hear your, your, your music playing in there. They're going to ask, like, oh, who that is? You know what I'm saying? Either they tell them who it is, and then either either, either you got in there for promo for free, or you got in there for like for nine nine a dollar nine nine single to sell. They gonna get it. Oh yeah. Hey man, we got our man Dove G on the line. We're gonna go ahead and bring Dove in, and also we got our man Child. I know he got something. No, he he want to add to this. All right. What you say, family? What's up? What's up? Long time no here. What's up? Somebody got a crazy echo. Somebody got a crazy echo. Somebody just need to turn that radio down. Okay. I think it was Charlie. Somebody playing Foxtrot. That's that's Charlie. That's Charlie. Go ahead, y'all. What's good with it, fam? Not much, man. Back in it one more time. If you don't know about it, you better know something, man. It's your boy, Doug G. Checking back in this thing. Original middleman, Don Dada. What's up, Nick Eden? You feel me talking to town? <laughs> and it is what it is. Subsie, my man. You Tom Joyner-looking mother... I'll let the people, man. Let, let's tell, tell them about this, this whole thing about maximizing your dollar. Let's, let's do it without you know, compromising the quality of your product. You know what? That's something that I struggle with daily with dealing with a lot of independent artists. Now, um, I, for those who don't know, I was one of those who started out small, just like everybody else. But the thing about me was I ended up learning and actually mastering, sitting back mastering before I actually jumped out 
aka sitting back and learning your craft or whatever you're doing, I learned how to do the graphics. I started off wasn't wasn't a one at first. You know, you got to start somewhere, but you know, learn that part of it. Learn the production part of it. Learn the actual writing part. Every progression of, and stage of music entertainment, I learned that lane so I could cut down on cost. Yeah. I understood. I understood at an early at an early point. Guess what? These people need information on these CDs. I, I used to sit back with, with my wife back and when I was young, and we would sit in my room and burn one CD at a time off, off of my computer and sit back and take the little easy stamp CDs, uh, CD samples and would stomp each and every CD. So every time I would go out for a show or anything, I would sit back, and it used to take, I'd say, roughly maybe about an hour and a half to do 50 CDs. And I would sit there and do each one of those, stomp each one of those with her, and then go out and do what I had to do for presentation purposes. Because you know, you you got to cut around corners. You got to cut around corners when you don't have it, but you have to give them at least something to have have, have a memorable moment with your product. You know, and I and I, under, I understood that a lot. And then I understood as I was going along. You know what? I can do all this and that and the other. But guess what? If I don't do it to the level where somebody can come to me and actually get it from a bigger and, and a larger platform, then I'm not doing my job, a.k.a. I sat back with the graphics for at least two years before I went out and jumped out and said, hey, I got graphics for sale. I do graphics. I sat back for two years just learning the program. A lot of people, it, and I understand we're in the microwave uh, time now where everybody wants everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. But at the same time, some things you do not need to compromise because that compromises your career and look and everything else about you. And if people see you conducting yourself in those matters and having those products in those, um, they just effed up, let's just call it what it is, with those effed up graphics and, and sounds and everything else, you look bad and then you want, and then you wonder why the next man who sounds way worse than you do has a good has a good look and people are actually paying attention to him for, at some degree way or more than you are. I totally agree. We also got Charlie on the line. Charlie, you back with us? Oh, what's going on, you guys? How's everything? Yo, yo, yo! I, 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 before I say whatever it is, I'm going to say I want to personally give uh, props to Dub G as a graphic artist. He is second to none. Dub designed the cover of my book, Cinders Rekindled, and I'm getting all kinds of compliments on it. And people are asking me who did the cover. So if you all need someone to design something for your CD or whatnot, this uh, man uh, is my ultimate wow. recommendation. Yep. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, 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 will, I will second that motion. I'll say this. Anybody out there who knows me, if you want to know, well, where did Nick learn to do graphics? Who inspired Nick to do graphics? It was this man right here. It was this man right here. So I will absolutely agree with Charlie on that. Have you been to Charlie? And, he, and he's reasonable. His prices are reasonable since we're talking about saving money. Right. They he's are reasonable. reasonable I'm correct. I'm correct. Yeah, you don't, know what? don't come lowballing in that. Don't do that. You know what, fellas, I think there's one aspect we may have forgotten, and that's bartering. You know, I know a lot of people don't believe in that no more, but if I can do something that you can't do, and you can do something I can't do, 
We can definitely barter. But you got to have something worth bartering. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm words saying. Words right out of my yeah. mouth. If, if I can do something very well, I would say it like that. Yeah. You know, you know. Can I say something about that? Yeah. Um, I agree with that. With people that you really have a strong rapport and trust uh, with, uh, this is Belfast speaking. But um, I wouldn't really do that with everyone uh, because it's been my experience that a lot of people uh, try to use the barter system as an excuse not to uh, adequately adequately compensate, you know. A uh, person for an amount of for services rendered. Now, um, you can't have me. You know, I, I'll give you an example of that. You can't expect me to mix and master an entire album of like uh, 19 songs for one, you know, for one logo. You know what I mean? And, and nothing else. You know, I, I've known people that, that that have tried to, you know, get off. On doing that, not to me because, you know, I, I have my own plugs. But, um, you know, the other people I've, I've had, I've had them try to do that to the other people. So don't, you know, please don't try to. You'll burn your your bridges trying to use the barter system. Well, let, let um, me interject. In let me interject on that real quick, if you if okay. you don't mind. The thing the thing about that, uh, I, I I agree with that, but then it depends on the person who's doing the barter. If you allow yourself or put yourself into that position where, you know what, I'm going to barter with you, okay, so just take your your your, um, your scenario. I'm going to do uh, a logo for you, and I need you to mix it. Okay, well, let's keep it, let's keep it in an in a even playing field because if you barter, it's, and the, the premise of it is for me to do something, you to do something for equal or fair trade, right? Yep. So right. If, 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 if I'm going to mix a song, and just say I'm just going low. I'm just going low end for, since we're talking about people with no money to a certain degree. So say I'm mixing your record for twenty five dollars. My, my mixing is twenty five dollars. Okay, you do logos. Your logo is a hundred dollars. But guess what? I got four. I got I got four records for your for your one logo. Exactly. Now anything, now, now anything after that, now we can we can either talk about price cuts or packaging, or if you have a, enough something that we can get, I, I need to get done, we can go to that lane. But too many people use the bot, and I I totally agree with that. But they that don't assess it. They don't assess it well. They don't assess it well, and that then they get caught into that. Just like you said, I'm mixing, I'm doing a logo for 19 songs, and it doesn't make sense at the end of the day. Right. Right, I, I totally agree with what you just said. And, and ladies and gentlemen, let me just interject for a second, guys. Uh, for those who are listening in, I, I want you to realize what you have on the line right now. You've got three engineers, three producers, at least two mixers, five writers, three promoters, and two music journalists on the line right now. I'm just saying. All of our services are available. Please give us a call, 718-508-9972, if you'd like to get in. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What yes, you got, you got a lot of years of experience on the phone right now and a lot of success to go along with it. That's awesome. But don't call us talking about I'm a party. Y'all ain't got nothing to party. I'm telling you right now. We can get something out. Oh, I think to me. Don't call me talking about... I get on your song, 
You know what I'm saying? I spit 16 oh, on your song, thing. man. All you got to do, all you got to do is, man, produce my whole album, dog. You know what I'm saying? Nah. That's, that's nah. the worst. Nah, no thanks. You come, to, I, I can't stand that. Do not try to come and barter with a feature. I know we're going a little over our time, too, but this is getting too good. Don't go over, don't don't come talking about, you know, I'll I jump on the phone with you, know, but it, it doesn't Oh, my it God. Doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't work like I don't need you on my song. I guarantee you, I've got more radio play than you have. I'm okay. Yeah. And, you know, I, man, I really appreciate what Doug just said. I mean, I, I hope people understood what he said as far as dealing with the barter system and what Phil also has in that, too. It's about mutual respect for one's craft, you know. I'm not going I mean, like you said, man, a lot of people take the time and effort to do what they do. And if you did, if you build me a house, how I look like coming at you? Yeah, I give you five dollars for it. Really? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, even though you may not have the funds, the money, or whatever the case may be to do everything you need to do, like 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 Doug was saying, that Mac, you know, everybody want to microwave everything, but if you don't have the money to do everything, then do it a little bit at a time. You may get to that point B a little bit slower than somebody else, but at least you get to point B, point C, point D, and so on. Take your time with it. And see, and, and like I say, this this is just one thing, I guess, just of time that I've I've been doing with myself, and I just really people should do this coming off the top. You have to be able, I know a lot of people are not, but you have to be able to assess yourself and your situation. If you can, if you doing all of this yourself and everything is going on, know about. And if you want to turn it over into a, a potential money maker, learn that craft and go in depth with it. You know, there's too, there's not really that much that I don't do per, per, personally that I don't do. But it took time to do everything, and then after I felt to the to the degree and was actually, and a lot of people can't do this if they can't put themselves next to somebody with, with a real with a real a real gauge on how it is. You're the artist. I'm hotter than two chains. I feel harder than two chains. If you really put yourself up next to two chains, okay, that's fine. But look at everything that he has going on. So. There's no why why nobody looking at me? Guess what? Because you don't have all of that stuff. I'm a graphic designer. Everything you know, my designs are A1 for one. Uh, guess what? You put yours up to say um, a pretty pixel. I mean, I'm, I know I'm going back a little bit, but you put it up a, <laughs> uh, next to a pretty pixel. You know, um, for for some of you new cats, some uh, NSG, uh, NB graphics, or whatever. You put your stuff next to if you if you don't look to somewhere either as good or better than that, you need to look at yourself with a firm hand. I need to keep going, keep going, keep going, uh, keep practicing, keep doing this stuff until it's time for me to jump out. Because we all seen it. It's too many people. So as they get the program, they'll take they'll take two weeks and learn the basics of the basics of the basics, and they say, hey, you need flies done. I got you going for fifteen dollars. Lord, no, the one that oh, killed me is I got stuff. tracks for five dollars, and they sound like five dollar tracks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not not just joshing on all the artists out there, because I mean, man, the times are hard, and you know, this is a hard business to be in. <laughs> to be honest, you know, like what we like, like what the whole gist of this show with Nick is trying to present to you guys is maximizing. Not only your dollars, but your potential to network and, and gain ground and make things happen for yourself in this. Now, you may not be, like Doug was saying, putting yourself in that two chain. You may not be the next two chain, but you can be one chain or no chain. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. That's all it well, is. Be all the first you. 
That's the thing about it. Be the first you. And I think I can comfortably say this with the people that we have on this line. I say any artist out here, you know, before you go trying to compare yourself to this person or that person, try selling a 1,000 units first. When you can sell a 1,000 units first, then I promise you, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is what the next man is doing. You're going to be exactly. thinking how you can sell that next thousand. Exactly. And that next right. thousand, get up to 10, to 15, to 20. And at that point, you're not worried about being the next this person or the next that person. You're worried about being the first you. And that's like, what you really have right. to concentrate on. You're right. And you got to understand that you are money. Your, your presentation is money. You know what I'm saying? Your, <laughs> your product is money. Your mouthpiece is money. So if you ain't trying to get it, <laughs> you messing yourself up. And see, my thing is, I don't want to be the—I really don't want to be the dead horse. But I, I do have to say this: I, I really do have to say this because the one thing that does trouble me is the fact that when you do explain this to a lot of the independent artists out there, they really get upset. You have to take a long, good look at yourself and be able to accept not only the criticism but the rejection. There is an unnatural amount of rejection that goes along with being in this business, but there is a reason for that. There's a reason for that. This is the type of business that when you're done with this show, you might just got paid to go and do this show in Montgomery, Alabama. But guess what? After that show, you no longer have a job. You got to be concentrated on the next thing. Like, it's an unnatural amount of rejection because it has to prepare you for what you're going to get into. For those of us who have been on the road, we already know. That's a tough life to live. It's not easy, especially those of us who have families at home. Mm-hmm. It's not easy So when you think Oh yeah this is too hard You know this is this This is that This is this Okay Assess who you are And if one If you really want this You might think you want this But if you This this is not something That's for the weak at heart It's not You're going to run into the, the, the biggest crooks In the world You're going to run into Some people that's going to look Dead in your face mm-hmm. And they're going to run off With your money and then you're going to see them in the club two weeks later, and they got the nerve to shoot you the deuces. Like, what's up? I'm telling you, this is not, this, this business will make you, you, you kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good to have, have knowledge and be armed with the proper understanding of this business Then get out there and put your booty out there first and hope nobody don't stick it. Because it will get stuck. We told y'all, so make, sure, <laughs> make sure you go back and listen to the pimp, and the whore show, the music industry. We we there was some great knowledge dropped on that show right there. You know, make matter of fact, go back to all of the talk of the town, download, man. Because I mean, use this information. Now we scratched it before. We don't know everything. And I know, like you said, Nick, a lot of artists they do get offended when you try to say, "Well, you ain't did nothing." Well, guess what? Just because you may not see it, you don't know what's going on. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Learn to listen because we to get where you had to get where we are. We had to listen and learn and observe. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to thank everybody that was on the line tonight. Uh, I mean, Felt Five, Nook, Charlie, Dub, G, everybody who's listening in online, everybody who's uh, who's actually ever just taking the time to listen to the middleman and talk to the town. We appreciate you guys. This was a great show tonight. I'm glad we had everybody on here that was able to give all this knowledge. Um, I, I will say this much, you know, Maximize your dollar, but don't let it be to the detriment of the quality of your product. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's what everybody's going to see, and that's what you're going to be judged on. That's what you're going to be judged on. And in a business that's built based on fans, 
the judgment of those fans is what's important. It, it's, it's really truly what's important. You make this music, and you make it because you love it, because it feels good, but at the end of the day, if you're in the business of recording music, now if you just want to make music and give it away to people, you know, whoever will take it, that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're in it just for the pure artistry of it, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're in the business of recorded music with the intent to market and distribute product to be sold, then how you are viewed by your potential fans is very important. It's going to be the difference between turning your consumer into a customer. Any final thoughts, guys, before we head out of here? I'm going to say this. Stop being a damn cheapskate. Pay people what they worth because you want to be paid the same way. Mm-hmm. Preach! Phil <laughs> <laughs> Five, hey, any final words? Uh, I just summed it up. You know, just uh, know at the end of the day that you are the, uh, the businessman in this venture that you chose to do called music. You know, it's just like any other business. You have to you have to present a viable product to get a viable result. And, you know, um, it's always, you know, cost-effective to try to look for the best deals without cutting quality. And that's about it. All right. Look, any final words, man? Uh, nah. I, I, let it, I let it sit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all done said all this thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, just just stay on the grind. And you know what I'm saying? The majority, you know, the results will show at the end. You know. All right. Hey, Charlie, anything? Any uh, we lost Charlie. We lost Charlie. Yeah. yeah one oh, no, thing I forgot to mention. Hello? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. One thing I forgot to mention, I know I've said it before in earlier shows, but for those of you who are Seeking a record deal, stop calling it a deal. It is a loan. A loan at 40% interest. Amen. Oh, so, you and know if what? you want to stay on top of that real quick. Yeah. I got to take it back off that real quick because that's something that Killer Mike told me years ago. He said, man, I stopped looking for a record deal a long time ago, a long time ago because that's like going to a car dealership and say, I'm looking for a deal. They're going to give you a deal, but I promise what you drive off that car line with is not worth it. So stop looking a, for a deal and look for the right situation. Be a deal, though. Yeah. Hey, man, hold on. We got one <laughs> new call in. This is my man, Johnny. Johnny, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Kev? What's happening, man? I, I appreciate you for tuning in and checking out the show tonight, man. Uh, no problem, man. No problem. Glad to if see you, you on the air, brother. Most definitely, man. If you uh, missed the beginning of the show, you can always go back, download it, and uh, check it out, man. We appreciate you, man. Uh, this is my people right here, Johnny Weber, man. I appreciate you, bro. All right, man. Oh. appreciate you, bro. So what you, you talking about, maximizing your dollar? Yeah, music, uh, independent artists, maximizing their dollar, and, uh, you know, just making hey, the best out up. of the Don't forget to put that link up. Most definitely. We're going to do that. Well, you know, independent artists maximizing their dollar, taking a little nothing and making something. Yeah, man, if you start your own event in a park where there's nothing going on at and they do it regularly at a set schedule, then that way you can begin you can begin a set trend in that area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. If that make any sense to you, I read this book, man, by Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but they started an event inside of a small area in the, in the park. They did it like twice a week, and they kept coming back to the same location just to see those same artists perform. They gave them free food. They gave like free oh, food yeah. supplies. You know what I mean? It just oh, yeah. start something that's where nothing's going on there, and boom, they'll yeah. pick up on it. That becomes name recognition, face recognition, um, also face. product recognition. Centennial Park in Atlanta does it every Wednesday, Wednesday wind down. Wednesday wind people down. come there every week exactly. to see major and minor artists every week, and, they, and whoever's up there killing the show, hey, it works out for them. That's a great thing. Yeah. We are going to do a show about performance, and we're, gonna, we're talking about both hip-hop and R&B on that because I think a lot of guys, what's suffering in the business right now is a lack of performance, man. It, it's, it's, it, performance is something that's really suffering right now in the music business. So, uh, as a matter of fact, that may be next week's show. want everybody to tune in. Johnny, we appreciate you calling in with us, man. Okay, thank and, you. Uh, appreciate you. As always, as always, man, one-on-one um, one down. We'll see you this Sunday on the Middleman Talk Show. 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, and we'll be right back here next Thursday. This is Middleman. All right, y'all, take it easy. All right. Hey, fella, we're going to get this outro. We're going to have to get you to get us an outro or intro or something, man. This is too hot. Hey, yeah, I'll take it easy, man. Fell five, middleman, yeah, fell five, oh, follow me at fell five on Twitter, yeah, uh, it's the talk of the town, man, it's so ill, we talking real news in the music business here, take your opinion in the chat or you can call in, hey, they be going in, yeah, they be going in, on them cats in the industry, no one more things, more cats don't see, keep your ears to the ground and you will see, most things ain't what they appear to be, cut to the chase and the real McCoy, telling you that they ain't gonna toy around with no issue, shedding light on dark signals, yes, ten, ten, and now they own live, 8 p.m. is where you should plan to be on Thursday night, this is a PSA from the one felt vibe, uh, talk of the town and the show is going live, yeah. Still felt from you, dog. Just letting you know now. The hell you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We looking for a new <laughs> intro. Looking for some old <laughs> outro. So I'm just letting it be out. I'm just putting it out there, man. Okay, okay. I'm uh, I'm gonna work on that. Just saying. Cause you know what? I'm work if on we, that. You know, if we get one that's whack from any artist out there, this is gonna happen. Put the motherfucker Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we have. We out, man. Holla at y'all this Sunday. Peace. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.